Silver, a show dedicated to creating and discussing alternative perspectives on sports from the viewpoint of an artist. I am your host, Abigail Smithson, and my guests today are here to talk about pickup basketball and the creative culture around the game. We touch on playing during COVID and post-vaccines, including their personal experiences, and the ways they have used basketball and photography as a means to connect with other like-minded people around the world. Thank you to Blake and Giovanni for coming on, and you can follow them both on Instagram. Blake is at Sacred Hoops Book, and Giovanni is at HGNext, as in he got next. Also, please note that I am out of the studio while I'm recording this intro, so if the sound quality is a little bit off, um, it's just because I'm on the road recording on my phone. So thank you to you all you listeners out there. I appreciate all of you for for hanging in and and always supporting Dear Adam Silver. Please subscribe to Dear Adam Silver. And if you already are subscribed, please share, rate, and review wherever you find your podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. And thanks again to Blake and Giovanni for joining me. So, Blake, welcome back to the podcast for the third time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And Giovanni, welcome to Dear Adam Silver. It's so great to have you both. And I think... Where I'd like to start is just because both of your works I was kind of introduced to through Instagram, and it would just be nice to talk about what Instagram has meant for both of your practices and how there is this very strong sort of thoughtful community on Instagram about basketball that is thinking about the game in in various ways, and it seems like a very supportive community, so I'm just wondering if you all want to share your perspectives on, on that experience. Yeah, I'd be, I mean, I'd be happy to, um, <clears throat> because, you know, I think the first time, the first time I took a, a photo of a ball hoop was intention of posting it to Instagram, and that was probably in like 2012 like or 15 or something like that, and I, and, and you know, it was just on a part my personal account and uh not really having much intention in it but like it was like the the germination of an idea you know it was like the the spark and i liked that that aesthetic immediately responded to me and i feel like that's what i kind of see on instagram a lot is like something about that solitary like rim and or structure up you know you know that can have a sky backdrop or you know buildings apartment complexes trees you know changing the seasons mountains like it all it it, it, there's something that like it speaks to something within us you know whether we have a very deep personal connection from growing up with the game and playing and and or if it's just some symbol that you know exists in the world that has this like universal uh comprehension and and then as i started to do that practice more um that's when the ideas for um sacred kind of started to come together because i was like oh like i'm taking all these photos of hoops i'm so 
I'm, I'm fine. I'm rekindling this love, this game that I've played since I was a child. And I should, I'm like, oh, well, then I've been a writer first. I've not <laughs> ever been a photographer. It's just like a, a thing that kind of happened because of the iPhone, which is such a, a fascinating, you know, we don't have to get all into that either, but like that, that digital thing led to an artistic awakening for me. Um, but as that all kind of grew, uh, and I started to, you know, use social media as you do, which is like hashtagging things like that. And then finding other accounts through those hashtags, realizing that like, oh, this impulse I had, like thousands of people across the world are having this impulse. And that's incredible. And I have to follow all of these accounts and I've got to just see how other people are doing this. And also like, I should be connecting with them. Like, I want to reach out. Like when they, when I see their posts, like I want to like, you know, just find out why they also are doing this thing that I, you know, stumbled upon myself just as like a, you know, a, just a small kernel of a, an idea. And, um, and how that they've gone in different directions with it versus how I chose to go with it. And so that community is so like rich in, in, in variations and, and, and just like practice and, and why people come to it and how they manifest from it, that it's just, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I still feel like I'm only like halfway into like the, 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 the full depths of it, you know, uh, the, f- so, the yeah, full depths of the, the Instagram, uh, basketball hoop <laughs> community. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Totally. I've definitely, I've definitely got to link with some great people. Um, but I feel like there's even more that like, I want to like, you know, kind of reach out to on like, you know, you know, cause there's, I've, I've got to meet a few people, um, through you know like personally but like there's people around the world who like I you know now that the world is opening up again I'm like excited to you know go to those places and 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 connect with them on a more personal level yeah yeah you and I have been discussing playing a game of horse for for over a year now so um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'd be nice to meet some of the people I interview in person and Giovanni how has the Instagram community around basketball kind of impacted your work or uh how has it changed it or um okay I I mean I agree with Blake I mean when I I remember the first day I saw Instagram on the store I was like oh what's what's going on here it's like for photographers what's going on and it was cool you take it you, you grab you you're able to turn your phone into you know your camera be able to show people um you know what's going on and i instantly fell in love with that i was like okay this is awesome like there's no and back then there was no algorithm so everything was just like post by post so it's super cool and that's when i got into it i got into just instagram in general you know and just my personal stuff being dumb (laughs) young kid just like taking photos of like the dumb things going on until it wasn't until i started realizing like how much of this could be a tool, you know, how this can actually project, like put my photography to another level to actually, you know, give it to other, uh, you know, see it to other people. Fast forward. um, Let's say, I I think, I think he got next started around uh, 2014. And from there, I just started, you know, going around taking these photos and I started realizing, like Blake said that there's, 
It's a, it's a small community, honestly. This is a very niche community of what we do, right? Uh, even though the game is huge and people love it, um, there's like this like very small niche of like these photographer, street ballers and uh, basketball enthusiasts, right? Um, and it's what it did, what it did for me is open myself up to so many other people in the world. Um, you know, like even I look at like my DMs now and I, and I talk to people from Kuwait city, from Denmark, from London, from Canada. And the cool thing is that we have never been able to communicate or even know what we liked if it wasn't for a platform for us to actually produce work and, you know, bounce off, bounce off ideas with each other and showing what we're doing. Um, and that's definitely been a huge blessing. And uh, again, I just honestly shout outs to like all my friends from all around the world. <laughs> Mas, Mas Blushi from Kuwait City. We got Matthias from Denmark, aka double <laughs> a stunt double. Uh, much love to Richard James Daniels. Um, he definitely yeah. was one of the people to inspire me to go to the Philippines uh, to, you know, to go check out the culture. Uh, over there of the basketball culture and it was definitely life-changing life-changing over there and the Filipino people uh, the people of the Philippines are extremely in love with basketball uh, and you know he gave me he gave me that uh, that push to go over there he showed me a couple images and I was like oh well, I have to go check this out um, but yeah it was just it's great to know that there's other people like you and there's other people that uh, will are willing to you know share their stories with you and uh, you know give you courts to go to and like you know have recommendations uh blake even came to new york not too long ago unfortunately we miss each other but uh, you know it's cool it's cool to know that he was in the city uh he checked out a gallery that you know that was opening up um so like it was super cool to you know be able to be like hey blake you know you need to check this place out this is a you know and he actually did it so that's what's up and i know i heard that you were out uh you were out of west fourth balling up in your chucks <laughs> you <know? And laughs> that's what's up oh yeah sure, that's the spot <laughs> yeah and and i'm sure i mean because i i play there i play there a lot so i know how it is when people walk up and they see the uh they you know they see the, the fence it's kind of intimidating they're like oh wow this like you know the people are actually balling in there and then you see people through the fence uh and you give you have to talk to them you talk to them through the fence like hey what's up you play ball you want to come inside you know you give them that invitation to come inside to the cage and actually play um and it's cool when people are like kind of like shy and they're like you know what f it i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go in i'm gonna do this uh so uh, yeah it's super cool to see people experience things that you've experienced before um and opening that up to the community uh, because at the end of the day that's what we are we are a huge community um and we love one thing and that one thing brings us all together yeah i mean in um it's funny because you know you mentioning all these uh, amazing people around the globe and it's like uh you know in sacramento like you know in my like, group of like friends of people i know here it's like like i'm that guy here you know like like people think like oh how, how did you come up with this it's like you know it's it's un inconceivable and like you know like oh man like it's they they they've, they have no awareness of how that community that is out there that like I'm inspired by, you know? So it's like, um, that, that niche part of it is, is, is key because yeah, it's, it's not as, as big as basketball is people don't kind of realize like this thing that's going on, but that was like, so what was so, uh, attractive to me about it is because I was like, 
oh, I found this thing that no one knows is going on. And it's like totally enriching and like, and, and, and fascinating because I had this access point that takes me around the globe to beautiful photography of, you know, courts everywhere. And I get to see the breadth of what's going on right now. Um, you know, one of the most important accounts I'd say in this community is local hoops. And they recently uh, started a like tag your hoop around the globe website. And, um, and that's been fascinating because that thing is blown up and you can just click on uh, uh, their website that has this map and you can just click on these locations that are tagged and then boom, you're looking at a hoop in Indiana, a hoop in Kuwait, a hoop in the Philippines, a hoop in like Mongolia, like it's just everywhere. And it's, it's so incredible that like this thing is going on um, kind of like just on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that I think that that's a great thing about your account, Blake, is that you're all often sharing other people's images. So it is a curation of, of yours, but it's also giving us that wider window into, you know, what other people are doing in other places. Um, and so it becomes not about you, but about like all of these things that are happening um, uh, around the world. And I know for me, at least looking for interesting basketball hoops makes me find other interesting things too. I mean, just like looking more closely at the landscape that I'm around wherever it is, or I know for a while I was trying to collect old basketball nets and that made me kind of like look at everything a little bit closer, you know? So I think that that is, has its own power as far as just really studying um, the place that you're in to see, to see what it's like and how it's different from other places. And I think that has its own power. Mm -hmm. So with, uh, yeah, oh, so go ahead. Oh no! Yes, I mean you know, people I um, I know now like send me hoops because the the you know is it the same for you? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and I love it. I love it. Totally, yeah. yes. Yeah. I actually okay. just just before we jumped on. I was washing some dishes. This is my parents' house at my parents' sink. And I just looked up and saw the hoop that my dad had hung in the driveway when I was like, you know, seven years old. And I don't really think about that hoop that often because it's the hoop that I saw the most growing up. And uh, But then I was like, you know, I'm about to jump on this call with these two guys who are photographing basketball hoops all the time. I was like, I'm going to photograph this because you know, just like honor this this hoop that's been a part of my life for a long time. <laughs> Yes, yeah, absolutely. You gotta know. You gotta know your roots. You gotta know your roots. Yeah. You know, like I. Uh, I mean, what's your Blake? You know, uh, my home court in Sacramento right now has been Roosevelt Park. Uh, you know, and that's a court that you know uh, the photographer uh, Griffin, uh, his account. Like he was, he was out here for a while, and he started an account called Tenth and People. And when I found that account. I was blown away because it was all about not just the games played there, but just like the 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 ecosystem of that place. The, you know, the people hanging out, the kids running around, the old dudes sitting on the sidelines, just in their in their fold out chairs, like watching. You know, in the shade. Uh, you know, just there was uh, there's a community there, and. Um, and that was that was like uh, I I always and Roosevelt's probably the most intimidating in a intimidating court to play on in Sacramento. And so um, it is only recently that I I've been able to call that my home court because 
had to get, you know, <laughs> I, I got to get, I had to get limber again and then get my game up a bit to feel like I could step out on Roosevelt regularly. And so I'm a personal achievement right there. I feel so good to know that I can step out on Roosevelt regularly now. Yeah, you could, you could walk up and get picked up. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took a minute. It took a minute. People were like, you know, I, no, 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 we got five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. You? I love that. Uh, me, uh, actually, that's the way I met Blake. Uh, Blake was doing this really, really cool, um, I guess, stories on Instagram called Lifespan. And I, I'm, I'm actually waiting for more to come out, man. Hopefully, you know, bring up some more. But he was, you know, he was asking around people like to share stories about their home court. And I was like, you know, what? let me jump on this. Uh, you know, let me jump on this. Yeah. I think this is a, a really good way to, you know, you know, to show where I'm from, too. Um, so we did, a. I, I believe it's still on your, your stories, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So you can well, catch it there. It's a little, it's a little more, a little more eloquent in the way it's, it's produced. So, uh, but you know, my home court, Sugarwood and West Kendall, uh, in Miami, uh, I grew up there, um, you know, riding my bike over there, chilling. That was like, that was my park. That was the park that all met up. We all chilled. We I got my first, had my first kiss there. I got beat up for the first time. Uh, you know, I got, <laughs> so, and I was always the youngest one. I was always a kid. So I was always playing against older men, older people. And, um, you know, it was just a great place to just grow up. Um, even though like, you know, you mess with, uh, you're messing with older people and they're doing their thing and you're a little kid trying to get into that too. Um, but, um, it's, um, it was, it's, it was a beautiful place and it definitely made me the person I am today. Made me, gave me great friends for, uh, you know, lifetime friends. Um, and it taught you to be a little gritty, a little, you know, fight, fight for the things you like. Sometimes, you know, you play ball, you know, you bleed, you wash your mouth off with some water and you go back and go back and play, you know, that's like some things you don't really learn anywhere else. Um, unless, unless you get, yeah, unless you're in the streets. So, but, sure. um, but yeah, that's that definitely is my my home court, Sugarwood. Shout outs to everyone from back there. Um, so yeah, definitely, Miami is a great place to to play basketball because you, you get to play year round. It's so funny um, that you also men mentioned the courts at West Fourth Street because I have spent a lot of time there as one of those people that like just has their uh, hands through the uh, fencing, just like watching for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, it is, I mean, that, that court is serious and there's, you know, really uh, intense uh, and, and like sort of beautiful basketball that's played there. But I think that, you know, the, the pickup game that, that both of you play basketball regularly, like at these courts that you're also photographing or that's how you you kind of uh, come to the the game that's so different from from what I experienced. So, uh, and I also know that during the pandemic, you know, things were shut down. Blake, you were on here talking about how you know just demanding that the courts reopen before before the NBA starts up again. We've all seen how that worked out. Um, so, just how I guess I'm just wondering, like, what you've seen um, since things have been reopening, like on the courts, you know, being part of games, or how often, you know, is are things sort of back to normal? Is there is there are things more intense now that we had sort of pick up basketball taken away and now it's now it's uh, open again or like how is that working post not post pandemic because we're still in it but I guess after vaccinations are widespread. <laughs> you know um, when I was 
in New York and and, had, and went to West Forth, um, you know, it was about, I want to say 11 a.m. Uh, I was um, I was very hungry at the moment because I'd already walked like, you know, a, a, for a long time. And, <laughs> and so uh, I, my girlfriend and I, we were, uh, we were kind of near there and I was like, oh, can we, we got to go, please, you know, like in, in she understands how serious I am about this. So, sure, so, we, yeah. walked, so we walked over and um, so, so yeah, I show up to um, West Forth with my uh, girlfriend, um, you know, sitting on the, sitting like against the fence, like eating an egg and a roll because I was starving. And, um, and it's just like this one dude, like shooting, uh, who I ended up meeting later, his name is Shane, uh, Shane Galvin, he's, you know, regular there and uh and I was just planning on you know taking some photos after I you know finished my sandwich and you know he's shooting and then like a couple older dudes kind of like you know stepping on like you know rebounding for him like you know getting a shot up as well and then like another guy in like work boots and 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 like you know work slacks shows up like takes off his shirt and like suddenly they're playing 21 and you know and then another guy who's like been off to the side like lacing up stretching whatever he steps on and like just in the matter of like 15 minutes hanging out there like like just simple like boom they're into 21 like that and uh that was what, like right away, I, as I just kind of watched that develop, you know, and was taking photos and stuff, I was like, man, this is what is special. I, I just can tell. And like uh, Shane actually told me like later after, um, and that's you know, and that's also why I, I, I jumped out there in my chucks because, you know, <laughs> it was just like, I, had, it just, I just had to, like I couldn't get that close and not, uh, at least you know especially if it's just 21 the minute they start talking about like we've got enough to run again, i was like okay i'm off sorry y'all <laughs> <laughs> but, but but just yeah yeah just to like you know rebound get a few shots up is is just you know try and try and try and get some little one-on-one -on -one action you know whatever it may be it was like it was just a nice feel even getting uh, having Shane like pull a nice spin on me and then a Larry Bird shot over the over the back backboard like and nail it I was just like I'm fine with that I'm fine with that that happening in my face like <laughs> because that was, yeah yeah just I like being out here you know um but yeah I pick up is per is doing great like is basically the point because when I was out there I you know I was at West Forth I stumbled upon Sarah Delano uh, Roosevelt, which is another one that I've covered in that Lifespan series. Uh, Ty Neve, who does shooting hoops, like he wrote about that one. And, and the things he said in the piece uh, that he wrote, like, you know, he said like, this court is not for the faint of heart. And I immediately felt that when I went out there, like, you know, and he wrote that pre-pandemic. So it's like, the the uh, the ethos of these of these courts the 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 like kind of a like, you know inherent uh, culture that they kind of embody 
uh, or communities that they kind of, you know, they're, those communities are coming back, you know, and it's, and that's what I've noticed, at least in, as like an outsider, you know, viewing from New York, uh, you know, I'm sure that Giovanni can speak to it more uh, personally, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, pandemic was, you know, obviously hard on everyone. Um, and, you know, just the routines that we had, um, I mean, going out and playing with strangers was completely no-no, <laughs> you know, going out and doing that, especially basketball and the way we play, you know, just wasn't, it's not the most hygienic sport, uh, but there's a game still going on and uh, <laughs> people were taking their, you know, being cautious, uh, but, you know, uh, as well as just trying to, you know, keep your bubble, you know, like NBA was having their own bubble, right? People, uh, us people were trying yeah. to have our own bubble too, you know, but like, all right, so we're going to play at this core at this time. Right. Uh, all right. Started doing that. And then the, the rim started coming down. People, um, the park started taking down the rims. So we had nowhere to play. So and then it became like this, uh, um, there was this one court, uh, here in Bed-Stuy. Um, it's actually on Kazusko street. Uh, and there's a gym inside and then there's, uh, like a school, um, playground and that was the only court that I could find that had a hoop right uh so I'll go around I'll go check it out uh and I I found these kids have opened a hole in the fence right so they opened the hole in the fence and there so people were coming in and like playing ball it got to a point where there was tons of people out playing just pickup in this one court because it was the only court that was open the only one that had hoops and um uh, there, when they were out there, there's tons of people, and this is like completely like madness right now. Especially, you know, talking, thinking about it, you know, now and seeing that we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you know, all of us were just hooping. Uh, and cops came up, shut it down. They're like, "What are you guys doing here? Like, you know, you're not supposed to be here." But at the end of the day, like uh, as cliche as it sounds, like ball is kind of life, man. and we <laughs> we gotta we gotta put it in there. Um, you know, we gotta put it in the work sometimes. But um, but looking back at it, it was kind of irresponsible, and I I 100% agree about that. But at that time, we just wanted you know you needed to put some shots up, do something, man. You took our you took our hoops. We don't know what to do anymore. Um, and I remember reading a I guess a, a letter you wrote. Um, I think it was Blake uh, about how um how the nba shouldn't come back if we can't play ball right um and i i found i i found that touching because for the fact that i was like if you guys can't play ball if you guys like if we can't play ball why are you allowed to go and like you know obviously it's a business and all that but i i found that letter really touching and it um and i and it it, it kind of just spoke to what i was thinking in my brain too um but yeah, so corona, uh, definitely the pandemic definitely kind of slowed everything down, but everyone's ready to fall. Everyone's ready to go. And then I remember, I think it was July 6th. July 6th was the day that they, the little NYC park green trucks were coming around the parks and uh, putting back hoops. And I was just there. I remember seeing the truck pass by. I'm like, let me go see what, what, is, what, what are they doing? I get to the park and I see them, you know, drilling in the, the hoops. I was like, get out of here. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Started calling up everybody, hitting up all the group chats, but like, yo, we got, we got, we got, we got rims now. And just that whole week, you know, it's July 6th, after July 4th kind of thing. So everyone was just kind of on vacation, chilling. Uh, and, those, and that was, I remember that was the first time we had like real games, people coming out and we actually playing. Uh, 
but yeah so i mean pickup didn't really stop <laughs> in new york we still yeah. we started trying to get those games in i was um seeing so many photos i think just of the the backboards with the hoops taken down and things like that or the wood put over some of the hoops or yeah. things like that and i think that also just when you were talking earlier blake about it kind of being this universal symbol that can be shared from around the world when you rip the hoop off a backboard like that's destroying that symbol you know or you put a piece of wood over that changes what that means and so i think that that was what was so jarring about those photos is because it's like it's an incomplete thing it's no longer functioning it's no longer serving this purpose and it, it becomes kind of a little bit dead space whereas when there's a hoop up there it is absolutely alive and like buzzing with possibility with potential like anything could happen here and when you when you remove that one piece it's like this is this is nothing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, it's, and that and it, it it's not only that but it just it symbolizes like like that it's even worse than nothing because like you uh been placed upon it that says like you know this is not for use you know uh, yeah. it's not just that it, it, it can't it, it that it's shut down that it but like there's a there's a structural power that says no and uh and that is really the part of it that really like um disturbed me you know uh and as like and I, just seeing it around the around the country around the globe even uh you know and just knowing that like no other sport was receiving that response and that was just very curious you know i've got a curious mind (laughs) a lot of ways and so that uh, like a universal response to a single sport and no other sport is receiving that response is is such a strange like all right what's this about you know like you know and and who made who made this kind of call who who i still want to know who came up with the, the idea that like one of the ways in which we keep people safe um in the pandemic is we remove basketball rims that seems i that's that's such a like that's what <laughs> you know like yeah I, I mean i think especially yeah. because you know college ba- uh, college football was pretty quick to you know that was a thing that returned uh, fairly quickly i mean there's just um and i mean of course that that's controversial but it just seems like yeah if there's if there's money to be made off of people being close to each other or whatever you know or like doing participating in something that's a little bit risky then absolutely it, it's going to move forward and I mean, I think that was what your whole letter was about to Adam Silver was that, um, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, these are also like, these places often exist on public funded uh, dollars. Absolutely. You know, they're You're open. paying for those hoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they, you know, it's, you know, you can't make a, an alteration to a, a public park, you know, without like public input you know it's just you know I, I get the gravity of the situation and at the time you know it was tough for me to even write that letter knowing that um you know this is a, a very a moment in which we do have to really uh consider the transformative 
possibilities of like you know how this will change our society and and in general and like and we do have to rise to the meet the moment and there was a lot of not meeting the moment going on in that time <laughs> and so uh and so it was difficult to kind of take that position knowing that like i'm someone who believes in like the responsibility uh, you know, we have as a society to take care of one another but in the same breath like there's other sports in which people are allowed to um, make their own uh, decisions about how safe they are being, whether it be a tennis court or a golf course. Those 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 players were permitted to uh, to do, you know, to, to decide like how safe they would be in those spaces. Whereas like there was no permission given to basketball. Basketball mm. was no was, choice was was set in its place in a way you know mm-hmm. and Absolutely. that was very very alarming uh that that was like the immediate response to this specific sport you know is you know we can't have this despite the fact that basketball has like a hundred variations of how you can approach this game it can be a very solitary practice it can be uh you know three on three one-on-one like you can play horse there are ways in which you can be responsible and still engage in this game and to not allow even those ways to exist and it was such a a harsh harsh uh you know political decision um for society and you we hear it so we hear it most times you know the park is like our sanctuary you know, right. we go out, we go out to, you know, get away from all the stuff that we don't want to be a part of or, you know, like an escape, especially for young kids. Um, you know, young kids after school going to, you know, the park and chilling, doing the thing. Right. Um, and it becomes that safe space for, for people. And then once you take off, like, you know, the rims and you, you're like, oh, you guys can't come here. There's no other outlets for people. Um it's, I know, I mean, obviously it was in a dire situation, what, why it was like necessary, but you know, it's, it, it does take, it takes a toll on, on how, you know, what kids get into now or what people are doing besides playing ball, you know? So uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in like, we need to have safe spaces for people in, in, in all walks of life. Uh, you know, you need to have like, um, one thing that, does like what happens like lately that I've been you know being more conscious of is um you know safe spaces for women to play basketball um I don't know about you Abigail but uh, I was having a conversation with uh, a local artist here named Steph uh, Castillo um and we live in the same neighborhood here in Bed-Stuy and she posted something on Instagram uh of like her experience where she was you know trying to practice put up some shots and uh you know she was getting she was getting harassed you know harassed by people in the park um uh i've seen the both sides of it of where you know like you go to the park there you know there's not many women out there playing football or doing anything and once you know know, we you know you treat them you treat them well obviously just like anybody else but then you see the other people that are just like like they've never seen a girl play basketball before and it's like it's disgusting sometimes and the things that, that happen and people say. So um, I definitely think there has to be more respect on that sense. Um, you know, whoever's listening to this, like uh, we need, you know, we need the females out there too. 
definitely need more females out on the court. We need to make them feel uh, comfortable, embrace them that, you know, they have a safe space where they can, you know, enjoy the same kind of um, camaraderie as we do with each other. Um, and yeah, so there's, I, I wanted to ask you that question, Abigail, just like, as for you, when you, I know you don't say you really played that much ball, but when you do, like, do you feel comfortable in a park when there's just predominantly males? Sure. I mean, I think that uh, in most sort of public spaces where you might be the only woman uh, or, or one of the only women around, uh, you're drawing some unwanted attention to yourself in many ways or that unwanted attention. You're not drawing it on purpose, but there can things can be said to you or, you know, certain. I mean, I would say that that can even be walking somewhere potentially that, you know, just being like not necessarily um, – in New York all the time because the streets are so busy that you're not standing out. But if you, I mean, I just think that sometimes in public spaces um, as a woman, if you are sort of one of the only ones, you can kind of get some, uh, yeah, just unwanted comments, attention, just whatever it is. And I think also there's this, uh, I'm thinking of the most recent experience where I was playing uh, pickup basketball shooting around was in Lithuania, um, which is now coming up on nearly like, well, like a year and a half ago. And there was just such a low expectation for me on the basketball. Like I just, I didn't realize that everyone just assumed that I wouldn't be able to make a shot or something. Like it was just crazy <laughs> that um, I, I just, the people that I was with were like, what? It, it was more of just that I was kind of like, thought there was such a low bar for what was possible for me and I mean I was wearing uh heels at the time which might have changed a little bit of the what was possible what they thought was possible but I just think that like there I feel like a bit of an outsider but you know that's oftentimes because when I'm watching pickup basketball I'm in New York and I'm not from New York you know I'm I, I lived there for a while but I don't um it's not like you know I'm familiar with the people that are playing or things like that and so I think that there can be this kind of um imposter syndrome that comes with pickup basketball for me but that's only because I haven't always inserted myself into actual games mm -hmm. but I do think that there is this sense of that I would I would be very nervous to like step into that situation um, even if I felt more co comfortable as far as the competition went or what I could do on the court I think that just putting myself in a place where I would be vulnerable to to certain um, comments or or low expectations and being worried that oh I'm gonna fuck up and then I'm not and then it's like you know girls don't know how to play <laughs> whatever and I mean I think if, <laughs> if if any of these dudes have Google like I mean that WNBA is thriving and doing amazing things and like they can figure out pretty quickly what uh what's going on but like you know that that does not change how unfortunately has not changed how rampant sexism is in in the sports world and what women have to deal with as far as low expectations go and just like yeah. wanting to feel comfortable in your body you know like you're like I want to oh it's just crazy that men can take their shirts off and women it's just like the things that we <laughs> cover up in order to keep people from looking at us and then we still get shit you know it's crazy and yeah. so I think that like that freedom on the basketball court of just being comfortable in your own skin um, which can come you know like Blake you were saying you're kind of been working towards Roosevelt Park and Sacramento and like you know what happened at, at West 4th it's just like you know being comfortable out there comes in many different forms you know but I just think that like uh, yeah it would take a lot for me to feel like that was a place I should I could be in or um, should be in, especially as a woman. Yeah. Um, well, just a segue into that, um, like for any of the women listening to the podcast, there's um, 
There's a woman called Alex Hoop, uh, Hoop York City. Um, if you want to have a safe space in New York City to play basketball with other females, uh, check uh, Hoop York City. Um, she does a pickup game for Wimley, and they have permits for different parks around Brooklyn and around the city. Women together, and they run full court games. So if you ever need a safe space, please look up uh, Hoop York City. Check that out. I, we need more women out there. We need one more women out there. We need you, you know, you know, this, this is a, a game, this world. And, you know, the women are a huge part of it. And so please, Hoop York City, go check it out. Find, find some hoop friends, come out there, hoop with people that just like you and, um, you know, have a safe space for that. Yes. And uh, Giovanni, I would also say that that is this is an important discussion in relationship to just sports media and who gets to talk about sports, you know, and who gets to comment on things or, or say something about whatever happened and just whose opinions are taken seriously, whose takes are taken seriously. Like, I think that that um, I'm so glad you're, you're shouting out this this place for playing. And I think that that also just directly relates just the sports world in general uh, in many different facets is so toxic for 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 uh for women to feel like they kind of have some ground to stand on in different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So I also, uh, Giovanni, want to talk about some of your pictures of actual people playing. So we have a lot of the hoops and like the settings <laughs> that the hoops are in, but I know that you have all these close-up shots of like the action <laughs> taking place. And I'm just wondering, I mean, I think that that level of comfortability of like being in the middle of it can come from actually playing yourself and maybe knowing some of these people and just kind of not being worried about getting in their way <laughs> but just like how did how did that come about too I, I love that you bring this up um okay so i i do my due diligence when i go to a court right i don't just go to a court and bring out my camera and start taking pictures that's the first way to get shut out of court sure uh, absolutely no nah, no way no way so my approach um is always getting to know the court getting to know the people first uh and the way i do that is through basketball right so uh i can play basketball i'm i'm, I'm well versed in playing and <laughs> balling um and i'll go there i'll you know show you that i can play uh you know win a couple games uh play hard but i do and, you know, you, you gain that respect first, you gain that respect, you gain like, okay, this guy, you know, he's been, you know, he's been busting us up this whole, this whole game, right? He sits down, he takes out his camera. And now I have like that, in, you know, for me, the end is always being a basketball player first, and then being a photographer second, kind of. Um, but yeah, so you see people of the court out of nowhere like these NYC NYU students just jumping into the cage and trying to take pictures and jumping in the way and all that uh but yeah definitely do your due diligence know who you're taking photos of know that people are gonna say yo I don't take a picture of me right and that's okay too you know um but for me it's also knowing the game and knowing how to position myself where to stand um you know, I can see like if I see a little, you know, battle going on, I'm okay, I'm gonna focus on these two for today. Uh, or I'm gonna, you know, like I this guy's been pulling up for these threes, I'm gonna, you know, set here. Um, but yeah, and it's it's always become like a practice for me. Um, I would love to be a one day on the on the floor of an NBA game, you know, taking photos, doing all that. So this, for me, this is kind of like a practice. Um, 
and also it's just it's just different it's just different like i know a lot of people love just taking pictures of the hoops just hoops by itself and like that oh it's just pretty it can look cool but um what i'm about is about the culture i'm about the uh the characters there the people that make that hoop what it is um you see the hoop but you don't see what really goes down there you know you don't really know who the locals are who who's the best player there like um and i think i, I find a, a satisfaction of like being able to look back at those hoops and being like oh i remember that game that i had there or i've, I've played there like a hundred times before um and to see you know, to be a part of that, part of that community. And the beauty of it is that in, in, as human beings, we all, we, they're ground within all of us. Even the people that you don't like in the world, we can always find that common ground, right? And the beauty of, the beauty of what we do is our common ground is basketball. Like we can talk about basketball all day. We can play basketball all day. And it brings people from, you can be a doctor, you can be a professor, you can be a homeless person or you can just, you know, be uh, anyone. And we all come together and congregate to do that one thing. And to that one thing is playing ball. And when you're there, it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. It, all that matters is if you could put the basket, if you could put the ball in the basket, you know, and, um, and that's, that's the beauty of it. I think is when everyone comes together and we have that common ground and we're able to share with each other. Yeah, you know, uh, on that topic of like, you know, you can, you know, be anybody, you know, it was like, I remember I was out on Roosevelt playing one day and, you know, uh, the kind of ball like got away and went over a fence and this, uh, this one guy like went and chased it down real quick and the way he just kind of went over the fence, like one of the guys joked like, man, he's definitely a cop. <laughs> and, and it was funny because it was so funny because it was the thing we were all kind of like silently thinking like, man, this guy kind of like has, he kind of carries himself a little bit like a police officer, like, you know, but like, but we're going to, he's, he's, but we're letting him play. We're letting him play. Like no one cares, you know, <laughs> but finally he did something that was just like, I think he is a cop. <laughs> And, uh, but that's the thing is like, you know, there's, I mean, I see, uh, you know, guys out there all the time where like, I kind of have that suspicion, like, I think that might be a cop, but like, also like, they're not bothering, even if they are, they don't care that guys are, you know, smoking a little weed or maybe got uh, a tall can and a brown bag or whatever. Like no one's, no one's being policed out there on the court, you know, they're, they're letting the, 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 that, that little like ecosystem exist and, and have it, have it hang on. It, Cause it, it is a good place to be, you know, like even when it has like the rough edges, it's still like a, a, a nice safe space for people to kind of, and, and, the, and the emphasis is always still on the game. I, I was going to jump in and, and respond to Giovanni and say that I think it's also true with just sh sharing an interest in basketball culture or the NBA or the WNBA or whatever it is. I, I was having a like a, a really or, um, early morning uh, lift drive uh, to get to the airport recently. And, um, you know, the driver and I were going back and forth and then you know, not really having too much to talk about, but then the sons came up, you know, and then we're like going all in. And then we're talking about, you know, he grew up, Kobe Bryant was like a contemporary of his and he was from LA and like he mattered, you know, all these things that, you know, all this stuff. And it was just like, 
wow, we could, like, don't drop me off. Like, we can keep talking, you know? Like, it, just, it became so, like, our conversation became so rich, and I felt like I was learning so much about him. And, like, I got excited, you know, it was, like, 5.30 in the morning. I was like, this is great, you know? And, and so that could happen in the Philippines. That can happen, you know, in plenty of other places where uh, you just, um, it's just the shared love and the shared interest in it, like, is so, it, it, it sort of uh, creates all this other, you know, relationships, dynamics, whatever it is. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's always me. Like when I meet someone, <laughs> you play, you play ball. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like that question always comes up because I can't stop talking about basketball. Like it's so hard for me to not talk about basketball. Like everything I do, the way I move, the way I, the way I dress, the way I talk, everything has come through the culture, you know? So for me, it's like, I, that's how I find my common ground with people. It's like, do you know anything about basketball? No? Okay, we'll move on to the next subject. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, um, so I remember what it was is that, uh, you know, one of the things that I really enjoyed of the photos that you shared um, in in the lifespan post that we did is that, like, the close ups of players playing, like, you kind of, you saw, those players, like, you captured them in that moment in a way, like, there's this thing about basketball that I, it, it, it kind of inspired me because the, those solitary hoops, they, yeah, they are beautiful and everything like that, but I was also kind of coming to that realization of, like, I, I, need, I need to get people involved, like, you know, a lot of it came from, not, not involving people kind of came from being respectful, not wanting to encroach on their privacy and things like that, but then you know also knowing that like when people are like running a game and then they're really into it like there's this, this higher brain level uh work at play and uh and there was a uh, this is uh, artist at LA who she kind of talked about this with me like you know everything that happens before you step disappears once you are actually running in the game and and you just your brain works differently when you're out there and you you're you have to have such intense focus in order to play that like no other thoughts really enter it's like it's a meditative state in a lot of ways um uh and photos in a lot captured those people kind of in that place like focus or just like comfortable in their bodies, you know? Um, and that's the thing about basketball that I've always like felt is like when I step onto the court, like all I, I'm fully comfortable, like I, in a way that I just, I, I don't know that I can always achieve anywhere else that I go, you know? It just, I, I move in a way that is just like different, but also has been like just, I, I've, it's my body's, do it I was like five you know so it's like I just know that that comfort that comes there and I've wanted to kind of I'm working on it I still haven't got there yet but like getting my photography to kind of capture people in that moment because I don't know that basketball has this way of transforming you on a, on a mental like level and I, and, and capturing that in, the, in people's expressions and the way that they're uh, moving is like like that next step for me I think you know because there's something going there that I want people to be able to see and experience you know 
yeah there's intensity in there and uh mm -hmm. the best thing to do is just like <clears throat> when you take these photos of the people you look at you see you, you see what's happening you see the surroundings you see like you, you know like you know going for a layup or doing anything you see their eyes it's, they have that crazed look in their eyes or they have that <laughs> determined that determined smirk to to you know get blow by your defender so those are the things i like to capture some like most of the time is uh is that feeling that feeling when you get when you cross somebody or that feeling when you hear the people in the cage shaking you made you made a dope play like yeah, those yeah. those moments you can't really you can't really i guess capture unless it's unless it's like a video but once you catch it as a still like it just speaks so much louder it speaks so much louder because um i don't know if you see like recently there's been a shoot versions of like street ball like people going to different like street courts and like playing like the uh, Devante Fringa um there's a guy named Nick Breeze like they're YouTube stars that they do all this stuff and yeah it's yeah. a video yeah and it's cool they, they show you a whole nother aspect of what that that you know that pickup game that pickup culture and they show you through a whole video you know which but when you see the stills like you you get to create your different like like you know i wonder what's happening there why is everyone like why is that guy screaming like that or why is this, this happening so it's like you be able to create these narratives that are a different story than it's like a whole video you know but but yeah totally it's, uh, and i think sometimes when i'm watching pickup games i do create narratives like if you're watching for long enough you're like oh, oh this guy's like this and maybe his job is this and maybe you know maybe he lives <laughs> over here like you kind of you get involved and you see you know oh this person it, it gets I mean, this happens with any sport, I think, but you can be like, oh, this person's like the leader, you know, or they're the whatever, mm -hmm. like they're kind of running this and blah, blah, blah. And this person, you know, is the newbie or whatever it is. Like yeah. you can tell how people are holding themselves on the court and you just kind of, it's kind of fun to just like let that kind of play out with, you mm -hmm. know, as you're like learning about that place. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's a really active experience just to, just to get to watch. Uh, well, myself doing well. that at West Fourth, you know, like. You know, as that little 21 game came to, you know, came to pass, like, you know, the guy in his work, work boots and, and work pants, you know, who was like, hey man, he's just on his lunch break, you know, wanted to get a bucket <laughs> instead of a sandwich, you know, yeah. or like, you know, there was like an older head there who like, you know, he could kind of do a little trick shots. And I was like, I bet, you know, you know, he bet he could like really put it up when, you know, when he was younger, you know, and there's still little flashes of that just in like the little things he could do, you know, like, yeah, just uh yeah yeah i don't know there was even a guy who like didn't want to play with everybody else and i was i just like saw you know in him like a kid who didn't want to share his ball you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like stories. Oh yeah, the ball like hogs, happen. totally. Like yeah. I'm always like, oh, that guy's a douchebag. Like whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually hate that when you get to a court and someone's there and you're like the only person there. You're like, yo, you want to? Can I? Shoot? Oh, man, it's it's. I'm not. I don't, I'm not gonna shoot with you right now. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of the court, then. Like, yeah, I'm pull one up I'm on the ball. Uh, the back of your bedroom door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah so if you you're on a court. If, you better share that court. You better share that <laughs> ball. All right. You <laughs> Yeah, I'm also, Javon, I'm so glad you brought up the, um, 
the uh, sort of predatory aspects of photography or that photography can, you know, people are showing up just, you know, not really understanding the space or who's there, how it works, things like that. I mean, that is that is a universal issue with photography. I think how photography functions now with, with tourism, with kind of just like, you know, capturing or being in a place and thinking that you learn about it through taking photos of it. I don't know if it's, that's the, always the case. I think that like maybe you're right that the photos come after you learn about it, you know, or something like that, where I think that that relationship can be quite toxic with, with people who want to like, um, shoot, take capture, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just to like, get that, get that shot, bring it back to wherever they are, whether it's at NYU or, or Arizona or wherever it is. It just, it feels like, um, it's nice when you can participate and make photos. Yeah, no. And I agree because biggest inspiration in my life is Anthony Bourdain, right? Uh, Anthony Bourdain was an incredible human being for the fact that he he talked about. He didn't just go out and create a, a show, right? He would do his research. He'll go out there. He'll live. He'll show you the real culture uh, because he's done it before and he's been a part of it, right? And that, that's my approach to, to the way I, I uh, take photos of basketball. It's like, I need to know my subjects. I need to know what I'm getting myself into. I need to know all this stuff because if not, I feel like a fake. I feel like a phony. I feel like I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm just taking pictures at this, at this point. Right. I'm not documenting anything. Right. You know? So, and you know, and once you, people get to know you and you understand the culture, you know, the right questions to ask, you know, how to move, you know, how to talk, you know, um, you know, when somebody is not in a good mood or uh, you know, someone you don't approach and all that stuff. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge, I, I love this culture and I will, I will protect it any means necessary, honestly, because I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the fakes. I don't like the people that are copying. So, um, the Sarah Delano Roosevelt park is such, that's such a good court. I love it down there. I mean, I think that just that park in general is so amazing with the trees and just in between those apartment buildings. And I, I have, a, I've watched a bunch of games there and like played a little bit and had like a special, a connection with that court um and i mean it was like that park is built on a mass grave um and i actually wrote a letter to adam silver about this court just being like look at what i mean i guess i just you know think a lot about arenas and where arenas are built and that like every court every arena is probably built on something else you know that happened there before and just really like thinking about that land and like what took place there before and it's just um i just want to to go back to what you mentioned about that court because it just I think exemplifies to me that like the richness in the courts that I love also like just trying to learn more about what's underneath them like what came before in that place and that pretty much every court probably in most parts of the country there was something else there that happened and like that becomes a part of the game too interesting I had no idea that even was a mass grave oh yeah I mean I'm sure it's there's like many other building i mean i think it's just one of many things that was built on on that but it's just uh it, throughout the like the whole island of manhattan but um i just feel like yeah i mean it's just that that's an interesting part for me as more of an observer than a player to just like try and dive into that that history to to, to learn like what what occurred there before because that is a really special court i've tried to get the basketball nets from that court before i like left a bunch of nets with the park uh director or whatever and asked him to mail me the old torn nets when they came down but uh i never received any <laughs> okay 
we'll we figure, I'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were just the, like the red, white, and blue ones, and they were all torn up, which of course then reminds me of the flag and things like that. And so there's just like some heavy symbolism there, and then like it being named for FDR's mom. Like there's just a lot going on at that park, and kind of at this cross section of neighborhoods. It's a special place. Yeah, it is. Man, I did that. Yeah, that's that's something that's like still sitting with me right now. I'm like, wow. Um, yeah, you know, there's, you know, that the idea of, of of place and 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 permanence is is and 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 the evolutions of places. It's so fascinating because, like, you know, you think about Jordan's like big game winner against the Cleveland Cavaliers, like, and that that iconic shot of him, uh, you know, jumping and fist pumping, and you know, after drilling one over Mark Elo, like that place is a field now. Like where that happened is like a bird sanctuary. You know, like how, 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 how much like, and I mean, that was only, it was in the, you know, late eighties, right? Or, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and just that, I don't know, that's something about that just is like, so. That energy is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like now the like birds. wildlife is getting that energy that's like <laughs> remains there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great way about it. I never even thought about that. I, for me, a court was always a court. Well, and I feel like, um, you know, places, that's what makes, you know, a place like Madison Square Garden so special is that it's like they haven't built a new arena. You know, it's been the same one. So, like, yeah. where the Knicks are playing now is where, you know, Patrick Ewing played and, mm-hmm. like, they won the championships and it's all there. And I think that that also was what has been so shitty about the Warriors moving from Oakland to San Francisco for, I mean, shitty for many reasons, but like that they're, you know, they, that's where history was made in Oakland, you know? And like, that was the, that was where the fan base was and that's where the support was. And now they're in a new place. I mean, I think there's some karmic retribution happening pretty quickly for them for moving. So it's just, but it's like, it's kind of like, oh yeah, like, you left that energy you left that place where all those things happened it's you can't pick you can't pack that up you know like I don't know it's just um for me and I'm a Warriors fan so I I feel like I can talk a little shit about that (laughs) yeah there was a a guy last night um uh when I was like um waiting for some to-go food and there was some games on and he was like chatting me up and he was like man I just can you believe that that first, like, you know, uh, uh, play-in game that the Warriors wore those Oakland jerseys? Like, what a slap in the face. And- oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. It was just all I could, all yeah, I could yeah. talk about the whole game. You know, and I'm rooting for them. And I'm also, like, <laughs> so hard to root for you when you're, too, when you're behaving this way as, a, as an organization. It really yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah. I so appreciate you guys you know there's nothing I enjoy more than talking about all this stuff and how you know different people's takes on it perspectives I feel like the world's a better place when we're kind of enriching each other's way of thinking about things and uh, it's just a beautiful little community so thanks for thanks for making time it's really special yeah thank you Abigail pleasure talking you know talking shop with you guys Uh, yeah hopefully we get to you know have lunch with Adam Silver one day you get a 
be able to throw in all those questions that we have for him. Yeah, maybe it'll be more like a potluck. <laughs> we can make it happen. <laughs> all right, take care, guys. Stay safe. Uh, all right, y'all. Peace. Bye.